guys, Princess here, and it feels like a very long time since I've spoken to you. <laughs> um, there are a lot of reasons for that. Uh, the first one is that um, the last time I recorded an episode, I had four kids, and two were on their way out, and now I have five kids because I got a placement of three that I used to have, two of them I used to have, but they brought their little brother with them. So like a lot of changes has happened in my world since then. Like I was parenting older children. Um, and now I'm parenting much younger children, like toddlers. And you know, like the whole household has changed. The other reason it feels like a super, super long time is because, um, the last episode I uploaded was a bonus episode, um, a Princess Fix My Life episode that I felt like I had a good time on, but Apple Podcasts decided not to post it for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> um, it was just like, it was a very strange thing. It was posting on like Spotify and Google Play and other places, but, and it was posting on Apple Podcasts on desktop, but not on mobile. And who the fuck listens to podcasts on desktops unless you're at your job? And who's at their job right now? Nobody. So, so um, yeah, I spent like a week fussing with Apple to get it on there. And they're like, uh, at first they were like, mm, this is a known engineering issue. Don't worry, we'll refresh. And then I was like, it's not showing. I gave you 24 hours, it's not showing. Like you asked, um, and they're like, mm, well, show on desktop. So seems like it's your feed. And I'm like, that's the first place I checked. <laughs> I checked with my podcast hosts um, and we checked with the feed and everything. And if it's showing up on Google Play and all these other places and even on Apple Podcast on desktop, it can't be the feed because <laughs> You, you see what I'm saying here? And they're, and the thing is, every time I would have a, um, an interaction with them, they'd be like, so, seems like your problem's fixed. See you around. Bye. And finally, I mean, I just had to be like firm and bitchy and be like, listen, this is not solved. Yada, yada, yada. And it finally got solved on like Friday. So, I mean, and the truth is there's nothing I, you know, I follow, once it got solved, I followed up and was like, listen, can you tell me why this happened? Is this something I did? How can I prevent this from happening again? And they were like, no, this is on us. See you around, princess. <laughs> um, it was frustrating because I would say that most people who listen to my podcast listen on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't know if that's true for everyone, but it's, it's just the way it is. Um, people listen, they listen on a variety of other podcast apps, but Apple Podcasts is big. And so if it doesn't show up in your feed or if it shows up saying that there's a new episode then you don't see one, no one's going to listen to it. And my numbers for last week were bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so like the whole time I was dealing with it, I was like, oh, don't feel like recording another podcast episode. I don't have any ideas anyway. Maybe I should just let Buy Pumpkin die. And then as soon as it was fixed, I was like, oh my God, I have a million hot ideas. <laughs> So I'm happy I got fixed. Um, you should go listen to the last episode. Um, I had a good time answering questions and there, I felt like there was a good mix of good questions there. So yeah, that's all that's going on with me. I'm still on lockdown. People keep calling me to be like, hey, 
um, I heard that Texas is trying to open back up and you need to be safe. And this is mostly my family members in New York. And I'm like, do you see all the people at the Brooklyn Bridge Park this weekend? <laughs> like, like there, there are lots of places where people are gathering and shouldn't be gathering. But, bitch, I work from home. My kids are, the schools have been closed by executive order for the rest of the school year. They're on distance learning. And then, um, and then school reopens August 17th. And I'm prepared to be here till fucking August 17th. If then, like I'm prepared, this is, this is where I'm at. I'm doing fine. Like, I feel like I've really gotten to a groove of things. Like I said, acceptance was a really big deal for me. As soon as I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. This isn't, they aren't going back to school and there isn't going to be summer camp, day camp this, this year. Then it really put me in like a, you gotta put your head down. Cause you got, this is this, like, I want to say two weeks in, maybe a week and a half in, I was like, oh, this is, this is going gonna go on for a long time like it's possible I just moved my goal post longer than like anybody else around me even my caseworkers like maybe the kids will go back to school in two weeks and I was like nope nope and we'll be lucky if they go back on August 17th when school starts again I just left my goal post there I don't think that I don't know that that's when it's gonna happen so once I started thinking long term it got easier to accept things and I will say that this week was hard because like I said, I have toddlers now and a new placement and everything's different. And um, it's very hard to work at home with toddlers, very hard. Um, but I'm making it work. Um, yeah, I'm making it work. I would also like to remind you guys that like, if right now, like, okay, so the truth is nobody's supposed to parent 24-7 and work at the same time. There's nobody on earth who is expected to work full-time and also parent 24-7. Because that's not how it usually goes. Either you're parenting or you're working, but never at the same time. And it's super hard. And also remember that we are not supposed to be all things to all people. It's just... Fuck what the notebook told you. We are not supposed to be all things to all people. We're only supposed to fill certain pockets of life, whether it's your romantic relationship, your roommates, your parents, your children. You're not supposed to do everything for that. You're not supposed to be everything to that one person. And right now, if you're in quarantine like we are, you are. So if you're feeling friction, if you're feeling like, not good at parenting, that's why, because you're doing something you're not supposed to have to do. And I think a lot of times on the internet, people like are like, oh, you're home with your kids, you must hate them, you should have never had kids. It's more nuanced than that. There's also, there's also people in romantic relationships right now that are on each other's motherfucking nerves. They are. But does that mean that they shouldn't be together? I mean, maybe they shouldn't be together. I don't fucking know. I don't know their life. But we're in unprecedented times. I know you guys are tired of hearing that word, but we are. And so give yourself a break if things seem hard because they are hard. I'm like, that isn't just me saying that to you. That's me saying that to myself too. Like, I feel like I am doing very well throughout all this, but that doesn't mean that like it's easy. It is hard. My husband works nights. He doesn't, I don't even see him till 11 a.m. And he sleeps throughout the evening. Um, I have a nine, eight, seven, four, and three-year-olds. And the 
the foster kids are seven, four, and three, and they are like, they came back not potty trained, two of them. They came back with a crazy food um, shit, like just elevated food behaviors where they're constantly asking to eat all day and night. And like, and I still gotta work. And work shit's still crazy. And so, like, I'm not always feeling amazing, but I will say that by telling myself that, look, this is just going to take forever. I really prepped myself for the fact that this isn't going to go away next month, at least not for me. Like if, if, if the governor, well, my, my Travis is locked, my, my county's locked down. That's it. It's locked down. But if, but if people start to go out and they start to have parties and they start to do things again, that's fine. I'm just going to have to like, you know, weigh my own options and try to be as safe as possible. I told you guys when this all happened, I'm probably going to get it. I probably am. I'm always sick. I have the immune system of a test tube baby. Are we allowed to even say that anymore? Probably not. I have the immune system of, very, of a very ill small baby. <laughs> That's not what a test tube baby is. <laughs> anyway, I don't have a great immune system. I'll probably get sick. My kids love being sick. It's their favorite thing to be and they... Like I said, they, they don't they have a hard time understanding what this quarantine is about. My husband is an essential worker. He's still working every day. So yeah. And he has a great immune system. He never gets sick. So, but I don't. And so like, I can totally see myself getting like fucked. <laughs> and if I get, I'm probably going to die. Cause I have a, cause like I said, I have a compromised immune system. And like I said, at the beginning of all this, When it's time, when it's time for them to punch your ticket, it's time for them to punch your fucking ticket. And so I'm like prepared and I'm ready, but I'm also hopeful I'm gonna live through this. That's where I'm at right now. That's it. Um, uh, for those of you who listened to the last episode, I don't, I still don't know what my husband was doing with those toenail clippers. He won't tell me. He has realized I've been talking about him a lot on the internet and is not happy with me. So he doesn't want me to tell you guys that he was up in the attic uh, <laughs> insulating some shit and was sitting at his desk a little while later saying he felt weird. And I was like, mm, how do you feel weird? And then he was all like, I don't know, my head hurts. And I looked and he had a bloody hole in his head because he had hit his head on a rafter with a nail sticking out and didn't realize it. Yes. Oh, he also has double ear infections. My husband gets a lot of ear infections. He doesn't get sick very often at all, but he gets ear infections quite a bit. And I realized that he might've had the same fucking ear infection for like three months because he admitted to me he's not, he didn't like, basically I was like, this time I was really upset with him. <sighs> all right, I'm going to tell the story and we're going to move on. I was... <sighs> My husband gets double ear infections a lot. I don't know why. I'm always worried about his ears because he likes to put the, the Q-tip deep, deep in his ear. And he is not going to be a good deaf person. He's not going to be. He's not going to be any of that inspiration, disability porn you guys see on Twitter where they're like, and this deaf guy composed all these, all the soundtracks to all your favorite uh, TV shows. It's not going to be that. My husband's going to be surly. He's not going to learn sign language. He's not going to learn how to read lips. He's just going to sit next to me, poking me, 
trying to get me to tell him what's happening. I'm going to be like, you're deaf. You can't, I can't let him go deaf. My life is going to be over. If he's, if I, it's not going to, this is not going to be some cute uh, love story about people falling in love over disabilities. It's not. So, so with him and these fucking ear infections kill me. But this last time I was really upset and I was talking to him about his antibiotics and he casually mentions that he stops taking antibiotics when he feels better, which is not how antibiotics work. <laughs> it's like, not at all. <laughs> and, and I got very upset with him because, um, like I said, it's not how it works. You should take them till they're done. Uh, and he was like, well, how am I supposed to know? And you never told me that. And I was like, it says right here on the bottle, take them till they're done. And he's like, well, you weren't checking in on me. And I'm like, you're not one of my children. Like we got into a big fight about it. And, and so now I'm like checking in every day about these fucking antibiotics. And, and so like, besides that, like him stressing me out with that. And then like I told you guys, he's um, smoking again, which is frustrating for me. Um, and like every time I talk to my mom about this, my mom's all like, well, we can't control what the people do. We can just get more life insurance on them. So anytime I tell her like about, cause he, right now he's trying to eat pretty healthy because he also had really high blood pressure when they told him about his latest ear infections. And when he comes home, he tells me that he's like, yep, I have such high blood pressure princess. I, my blood pressure is so high. They said if it was even a little bit higher, I'd have to go to the hospital. I was like, oh my God. Cause you know, I usually don't let him go to doctor's appointments by himself because of one time he made me think that we had HIV. We, like he had it, which meant that I had it. And then he conveniently needed to go somewhere and didn't finish the phone call. And I had to spend the rest of the afternoon thinking I was going to die from HIV AIDS. Um, ugh. And so, but this time he had to go, I mean, First of all, you're not even allowed. They're not even allowing everybody in to the, to the doctor and everything. And then I can't take these kids with me. So like normally he goes to the doctor during the daytime and I go with him because he's also someone who doesn't ask questions. Like, so I'm someone who asks all the questions all the time. And yes, that me I do that because I'm crazy. Okay. But I have lots of questions and I need information all the time, all the time. Like when I go to the doctor, I have, I write down a list of shit and I'm like, so, so when they're, when they're like, do you have any questions? I, I pull out this long fucking scroll of paper. I'm like, actually I do. And, but he's not like that. He just, I can't tell you how many times he's just been like, that's just what they told me. And I was like, well, you didn't ask why the landlord came over today. And so we had to move out within 24 hours. He's like, nope, I'm just relaying the information. So basically I'm like, did they give you anything about this high blood pressure? And he, and he doesn't even want to show me the paper. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh, it looks like, like diet. It's like, like he gets tons of exercise. He's a very physical person. Um, like when I told, when I tell people about him, that bloody hole in his head, I mean, it wasn't huge, but it, he, he definitely, he, a normal person will realize they've been hit in the head with a nail, but he has, I don't know. His body is just like, he's incredibly strong. He has the best calves. He, we lived in a house once where we had to put, um, where I couldn't find the hammer and I was trying to put up pictures and he just pounded the nails with his fist. He is like, I don't know what he's made of. This happens all that. He's always got bloody knuckles. He's, I don't know if he's fist fighting in the streets. He's, he's always like, 
getting out of the shower and I'm like, what happened to your back? And he'll, and he'll, he'll be like, oh, you know, this thing that, that cuts open shit that's razor sharp, I think it hit me on my back. And I'm like, yeah, it did. It definitely did. You have scars. And he'll be like, oh yeah, I didn't know anything about that. He's just a very physical person. And why the fuck am I talking about that? I guess I was talking about the nail in the head. I don't know. So, I mean, he gets a lot of physical um, exercise. He, at work, he's up and down, he's moving things, he's lifting things. He's, he's just, uh, he's a very physical person. But, um, I mean, he could lose weight. We all could. He carries it better than I do. He's tall, very tall. And his diet is shit. So I was reading the paper to him, like, okay, you should try to do this. And it says, do this. And everything I'm saying, he's like, huh, no, never. Well, I guess I'm dead. Like, I'm just... <laughs> um, it took him a couple of days, as it does most things, and he's been eating a lot better, so I'm happy for him. I want him to stop smoking. I know he's stressed smoking. I know that as a non-smoker, I just do not know what it's like to smoke and how hard it is to quit. I get that. I just thought we were done with the smoking, and it's been, it's been probably five years since he's been smoking, and he started smoking again. And it feels like... Like just seeing a pack of cigarettes looks, feels like he's holding a gun. And it's so shocking to me. Even though my parents smoked when I was growing up, all my friends did. I mean, I'm so old guys that like, when I was like in high school, we could go to the bowling alley and just buy cigarettes from the, from a vending machine. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it because I had to save all my money for overeating. <laughs> but... But, um, yeah, my friends would do that all the time. I'm really happy I didn't start smoking because, like, I heard it's a bitch to quit. So, yeah, I don't even, like, I don't even know what the fuck I've been talking about for the last 18 minutes. But I there there's something I do want to talk about. Guys, we are in season three of By Pumpkin. We are on a new show, the first episode, based on the vote on my Instagram, which is By Pumpkin Podcast. It seems like we are going into growing up Gotti, which I'm excited about. Because, one, it's a 30-minute show. And after doing Flavor of Love and then doing Breaking Bonaduce, which was, which is a 30-minute show, but like 27 minutes a show, or 22 minutes a show because of commercials or whatever, it's like, oh, this is so, like, you get 20 minutes of a show and then you're out. A lot more shows should be shorter. I personally believe that The Real Housewives should be shorter shows. It would be so much better if they were shorter. Um, I'm actually wanted to do a bonus episode about Candy and her fucking mama from Real Housewives of Atlanta because I am really pissed off right now about her. And it's not even my mama. I'm so mad about it. Maybe I'll do one. I should have Kara on it because Kara, I think Kara feels differently about Candy and her mama than I do. I'm not sure. But I feel like an old Facebook post or something, she had mentioned something and... I feel like I, I, like we should talk about it. I thought about doing a bonus episode. Oh, by the way, I'm also thinking about doing some bonus episodes because right now I'm, I'm like I told you guys last a couple weeks ago, actually, probably I'm watching a lot of shows that I don't normally watch. Well, mm, let me take that back. Shows that I don't normally watch in real time. Like I'll watch them, but I, I would never, I was never like appointment viewing or even DVR viewing the next morning. It was more like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. So I'm watching Total Bellas and it made me think about some other seasons and it turned on some other seasons while I was like folding laundry. 
And I really want to talk about the Bella Twins. I really want to have a whole episode about Total Bellas and Total Divas. But I want to talk to somebody who actually knows about the wrestling. Because keep in mind, I came to those shows just finding something to watch. And I think the girls are gorgeous. And the ideas of being in that WWE family is much like being in a Disney family. Like if you are fascinated by the idea of these Disney machine of children that go through these shows and properties and, and, um, music contracts and stuff and how it pushes them out into the world. You should think about WWE. It's, it is its own microcosm. And I don't know. I'm just really, the, the show is very interesting to me. First of all, I'm always interested in, in something that shows me a life I could never live. Like when me and Liz did, um, did a bonus episode for cheer the re I'm not like someone who's super into cheerleading or anything, but I love when I can watch something that gives me a look into something that I just couldn't like, that's, there's no way I would be, I, I would have any idea about that. Like if someone did a, um, a four part documentary series following drag Queens at a certain epi at a certain, um, club, I would be really interested in that. Um, I just, I just love like slice of life things. So I was, I got really interested in it and, but I don't know anything about wrestling. And if you asked me to watch wrestling, I'd be like, ew, no. <laughs> Even, so they have wrestling on the shows, but the wrestling are like 30 second segments where they show you highlights from in the ring. And I'm always like, oh, they do that? Oh, they jump on the ropes like that? Oh, wow. Oh, there are, look at all those people there. I'm always shocked by it because it's not what draws me to the show. I'm just drawn by the characters of the show. So anyway, I want to do a bonus episode about it, but I want to talk to somebody who actually knows about wrestling. So DM me if you like have seen all the Total Diva show, the episodes, if you've watched, if you follow Total Bellas, if you kind of know about wrestling, because I have some questions and I'd love to do a, a bonus episode with a listener. I also want to do, um, there's some other bonus episodes I have. I want to talk about coming up, but starting in May, well, let's start here. Patreon's growing. I, you know, you know, every episode I give you the spiel. If you go to patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin and you pledge a dollar a month to me, you are going to get at least one bonus episode a month, but really lots of them because I, I, I just, I record them anytime I feel like it. You can also um, Venmo me 20 bucks and I will do a bonus episode that you can sponsor and you can, and you can hear that, but Patreon has been growing and maybe people like all the bonus episodes I'm doing. Maybe they just have a dollar to waste every month. That's fine. I don't care how we get there. It's growing. And I'm going to hit a milestone that I didn't think I was ever going to hit. And so I told myself when I hit that milestone, I'm going to do like a weekly, um, a weekly bonus episode so that the people who are pledging get actually get four guaranteed bonus episodes a month. And what, what I decided I was going to do was a weekly John and Kate plus eight bonus episode. Um, I was going to do a series on them, not necessarily recapping a season because it's a TLC show about sex tuplets, a family of sex of sex, uh, sex tuplets. Um, it's boring. <laughs> I just want to keep it real. It's boring. 
Like, I wasn't watching it because it was exciting, okay? What, just going back to what I was just saying, I was watching it because I, f- I found it incredibly interesting that they had that family dynamic. And I was like, well, how do you feed six babies at once? Well, what is it like to go to the grocery store to feed a family like that? And that's why the first few seasons I actually watched because I was like, oh, okay. And then you do this, oh, oh, you go to the doctor like that. Oh, this is interesting. I kind of dipped off as they started getting more famous because they were getting a lot of free trips and stuff. And I was like, well, that's not, this is, this is reality star celebrity bullshit. I, you don't just get to go, like, this is a sponsored Disney episode where I'm watching right now. This is not how, this is not about living with sextuplets and a set of twins. But, um, so I couldn't do a season of it, but I could pick out episodes that I thought were interesting and talk about the behind the scenes of them. So I plan to do starting in May, I planned, I'll let you know exactly when in May, I plan to do about six, four to six. I haven't decided the exact number. I should be announcing this since I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I am, I am (laughs) four to six, um, John and Kate plus eight bonus episodes. And I'll probably do like four, um, four from the series and then two from Kate plus eight. And I'm going to have guests on, obviously I'm going to have Liz on. She loves to talk about, that's one of the things when we talk about the Venn diagram of things me and Liz like, that's in our little, that's something we both like. One of the first times I interacted with Liz, like in a personal text message was her, Writing down the street. It might have been a Snapchat. I don't know. <laughs> her riding down a highway, filming a dark area, going, This is where I think Colin is. <laughs> and we always refer to it the time she sent me a video of Colin. But that's that's the only way to refer to it. That's what we're talking about. And because she was in an area in Pennsylvania where we think well, she thinks, because she's familiar with the area and the types of places you could send a child there. But we thought Kate had said Colin. And <laughs> sometimes when we talk about it, we're like, that video you sent me of Colin, people are like, oh, she has a video of Colin. No, no, just a video of his general vicinity, allegedly. So, but that's, so I'll obviously have her on. I'm going to try to have on Troy. I'm going to try to get Kara back. Um, guys, I love Kara. I love doing, um, podcast episodes with Kara. Some, I'm, I'm talking about this cause somebody mentioned it in my comments, how great me and Kara are together. And we are, um, like I would love if I could have a weekly podcast with Kara where we just call each other up. We tell, I stole this from another, from many other shows, but we tell a personal story from that week and we tell a news story from our area in that week to each other. And we just kind of catch up with each other. I would love to do something like that with Kara. Unfortunately, Kara will not tell her business on the internet. And I respect that. <laughs> so she's not going to like Kara already does a weekly pop, uh, pop culture cop, um, podcast. We couldn't do that together. Kara already had a Kardashians, um, podcast. We couldn't do that together. Like, so if you guys can think of something that me and Kara could do weekly that Kara would agree to, because she's a harder get than I am. <laughs> so um, I would love to, to do a weekly podcast with her, but I'll at least like bully her into coming on some 
some bonus episodes. I'm also, there are lots of other people that I interact with online that I talk to about that are big um, gosling heads like I am that want to talk about this and I'm gonna try to get some of them too. So yeah, if all that wasn't enough, if all that, like, mm, what am I trying to say here? What I'm trying to say is, if all that talking I just did wasn't enough, I'm telling you, please sign up for my Patreon. It's a buck a month. You help keep the lights on. You're going to help me switch hosts because I'm afraid that this uh, Apple podcast shit thing is going to happen again. You're going to help me buy equipment and just make this a worthwhile thing that I can do every week, that I can justify doing every week. Um, And if you can't do that, make sure you leave me a five-star review. I don't read reviews because they're not for me. They're for other, they're for listeners, but... I see that I have some reviews. I think I have about 100 reviews, which is good, I think. I've only been doing this podcast since the end of last year. Um, So that's great, but I'd love more. Like, please tell people why they should come and listen. And should you give me a one, two, or three star or four star review? No, you should not because those buttons don't work on my reviews. (laughs) Only the five star. Give me a five star review, man. Let people know where I'm at. (sighs) So... Let's start talking. So if you don't know what, first of all, let's tell me, let me tell you where you can watch Growing Up Gotti. It's on Amazon Prime, okay? It's free, go fucking watch it. But if you don't know about the show, what it is, it was a reality show, a 30 minute. So again, think Kardashians, think Osbournes, think Tardy for the Party, think the man's name whose name I apparently been mispronouncing knows best. Think those shows. It was a, supposed to be a family show in 2004. Um, it was on A&E. A&E has had some... I'll tell you how I found it probably. A&E has intervention and I am a big fan of intervention. The last... Was it the last season or season before? There's a season of intervention where they just did a cluster of addicts in certain places and we didn't know how they were intertwined until like they would get to it. And like one episode ended with a dude going, like keep in mind, I've been watching Intervention for years, so many years. Like I know all the fucking episodes. Um, But I should do some Intervention episodes. That's what I should do. Oh, okay, we'll get there. Um, But, and I've seen so, I've seen, I know all the tropes. I know, I know it all. I I know Jeff's speech. I know candy speech. I know it. I know it. But I have never seen where they got someone to agree to go to rehab. And then on the way to rehab, he just, they're talking to him. He's on the camera. They're filming him. And he just jumps out of the moving car. And that's the end. And then to next, I really thought they did better. They did a, a good, I, they did a good job with that season. That was a little like experimental. Um, they're, there was also a, an episode where it's a dad and two sons who are actually homeless addicts together and their cousin used to be one and he's helping them, he's helping the intervention team find him, find them because they're homeless and they're living in like squats and shit. And he's been sober, I want to say a year or something like that. And um, he helps find them, but while they're preparing for the intervention, the dad gets the cousin high and then he has to go. Like it was, I don't know. It was, it was some really like, whoa, shit happening. Anyway, 
So A&E, that's really what I used to watch on A&E. I used to watch, um, I think I used to watch, uh, was Gene Simmons on A&E? I think he was. He had a reality show there. Um, I, I watched 60 day in, 60 days in, but I have to, it has to be on a, on a, um, I have to be able to stream it and like binge it much like Grey's Anatomy or Scandal at that point. I can't watch two episodes of that. I, it gets on my nerves and Shonda Rhimes, not that she's doing 68 days in, but one of my problems with Shonda Rhimes is she likes to play with my fucking emotions and I'm not going to wait a week or even two weeks because you guys have got like a, you're off one week to find out what happened to the fucking baby. Like, just fucking tell me. So like, I have to binge those things. Um, but Annie has some, has had a spotty past with um, reality TV shows. And so, but I guess growing up, Gotti was a good fit for the place. It's also where I watched um, a documentary I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, so I'm going to tell you now that when this show started, it was supposed to be about Victoria Gotti. And I think the first season made it very clear the boys were the star. Her sons were the stars. Carmine, John, and Frankie, okay? Um, they're in Westbury, New York, which is on Long Island. Um, I am familiar. Wait, wait a second. Let me make sure this is spelled the way. Okay, yes, yes. I. Okay, sorry. I am familiar with Westbury. Um, my husband's family lives in this area. Most of them do. Some of them live in the city, but they all live in this area. So I've been to Westbury many, many times. Um, but they give you uh, Jersey Guido vibes, okay? They're wearing, they've, they've got their shirts open down to their belly buttons. They're wearing um, uh, hair gel that, and they do their hair in such a way that it's spiked up and going back so that it all looks like they're in like a, tornado of some sort um they're super super tan and they're just like there's like a pack of wild animals they they're like they grew up on joe exotic zoo or something like that they're just wild animals all they do is fight and cuss and yell at each other and so this first episode is really victoria centric and we're gonna get a few of those but the gold is always in the background. It is the kids. Um, they also did a 10 years later, uh, a 10 years later uh, special. And I'm going to do that as a bonus episode too. You hear this? All these fucking bonus episodes. <laughs> so anyway, the year is 2004. Victoria Gotti is divorced from her ex Carmine, who was in prison for racketeering and tax evasion. Now, she divorced him while he, after he got arrested. Okay. She's 42, but looks like a well-kept late, late 50s. When I read that she was 42, uh-uh. There, I believe Wikipedia, okay? I believe Wikipedia on her age at the time. What I don't believe is her face. She does not look 40 fucking too. You know, once I was in a Facebook group and it was Ellen's birthday, I think she, I don't know, what the fuck, Ellen? How old is Ellen? Let me look this shit up real quick. Ellen's age. 62. So she must have been like 60 that year. And 
she was turning 60 and all these girls were gushing over how good Ellen looked. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Ellen looks like she's 60. She looks like she's 60. What? She doesn't look amazing for 60. She looks 60. 60 60-ish. If she told me she was like 58, I'd believe her. But yeah, around 60s. And finally, one of the, there weren't that many black girls in this group. Um, one of the other black girls commented, um, I don't know what you guys, I don't see what you guys are seeing. And I just wrote back, I was like, we're black. That's why. We're black. We're, lo- we're looking at Angela fucking Bassett. Like, we're looking at shit like Nia Long doesn't look her fucking age. Those people, um, Tika Sumter is a fucking vampire. She plays the mom on Mixed-ish. That's a terrible name for a show. That guy's got to stop. But I find it hard to watch it because she looks a smooth 14 years old. And uh, Zach Morris, who plays her, who plays her husband, um, looks very much his age. He looks, he looks nice, but he looks his age. I don't know. I, so maybe I'm looking at things differently. On the flip side, I have like an old lady since I was 13 years old. I have been an old woman since then. I remember once I was walking home from the library, of course. Where else would I have been going? It was either library or Hardee's. I was walking home. I was like 13. And I get home and my aunts are there. And they're like, we saw you at the stoplight crossing the street. And we just looked and we said, who is that old lady crossing the street? And then we realized it was you. And they just laughed and laughed and laughed. They were like, oh, you just, they are like, you just, I don't know, something about you is so old. Like your, is it your body or your clothing? I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. It was summer. I don't know. Maybe it was the way I was standing. I'm an old lady. So I'm sure people think I'm my husband's mother. (laughs) I'm sure. Well, I kind of am, but I'm sure they think I'm his mother. But so I'm not out here being like, oh, well, she should look better. But I am being clear, Victoria Gotti in this does not look 42. She does not. Um, it's probably the tanning. She's got a lot of, uh, I'm calling them age spots, but they, they look like discoloration due to like tanning. And then the bleaching, she's got the longest blonde hair. I'm, I'm sure most of his extensions, like there's no way her hair's not thinning. It's way too long for her age. It makes her look older. She really needs like a shorter cut. She needs, she needs to look at what fucking Ramona Singh is doing. Well, Ramona Singh is doing a lot of stuff, but you know what I'm trying to say here? Like she has this, and, and as we go through our house, we see that she's had that hair forever, forever. You know what? Hold on. Let me look up a picture of Victoria Gotti when she was younger. Okay. I found one. Um, she has looked the same for a very long time. Very long hair, a little like long, straight, straight hair, but like a crimp of a bang. Um, it's usually blonde, but the picture I saw at her wedding was like she was dark hair, so she's got dark hair naturally. So like some of this is her styling, okay? That makes her look a lot older. She's also wearing, and the thing I remember the most about this this show was her filthy white outfit. She would always, almost always be wearing white, and it would be filthy. Like, like it had been washed so many times. You know how white gets dingy after a while? And 
you'd have to use like a very special a special detergent or um, and you can't really bleach it because it gets yellowish you know what I mean she would have yellow dingy her styling's like really off and you can tell even though they kind of like make her out to be um this woman who who is kind of like hmm, how can I say this sophisticated they want you to think she's got money. She doesn't have any fucking money. I can tell right off the fucking bat. She doesn't have any money. And those outfits, like, you don't... Diddy knows how to do white, okay? I think he just wears it and throws it away. But you cannot wash it over and over and over again and it have to be the same crisp white. Yellow white is not good. Um, and she has so much hair on her head, like so much hair that it has to be a wig like I've, i'm looking at some of these younger pictures of her and it has to be a wig she's also very skinny so i mean and when you're when you're skinny like that and your your, your face gets sunken in i can't believe i spent all this time talking about this woman about like basically trashing this woman i'm not trashing this woman okay i'm really not i'm just giving you for those of you who don't watch i'm giving you an idea of what she looks like she looks like, God forgive me. She looks like Skeletor in a, Darley, in a Dolly Parton wig. Like one of the long ones, not the high ones, the long ones. In dirty white clothes. Ugh. And that's it for Buy Punk Pumpkin Season 3. I just need to turn this shit off. I, I, don't, I don't mean it to sound as, um, as, as gross as I just said it. I'm just trying to be like, I'm just trying to be like honest, give you an honest picture of what it is. Let me move the fuck on. So she's, like I said, she's living in Westbury, New York, no Long Island. She's got three kids, three sons, Carmine, John, and Frankie. Um, Carmine's the oldest. He's named after his father, Carmine. And so here's the deal. When Victoria is the youngest, like let's, let's get the Gotti shit out the way. She's the youngest daughter of John Gotti. Um, well, the youngest of John Gotti, because John Gotti had three sons, John Jr., uh, Peter, Frankie, and Vic and then he had Victoria. Frankie died in a car accident when they were young. Um, apparently, John Sr. blamed John Jr. for it because he wasn't there uh, taking care of him. Um, and John Gotti was the former head of the Gambino crime family. He was like, so he had a lot of nicknames like Dapper Don because he was always dressed really nicely. He was always in like in a suit and stuff. Uh, Teflon Don because he beat a lot of cases. He was like Teflon, nothing sticks to him. And he was finally convicted using the testimony of Sammy the Bull Gravano. You know who that is? That is the father of Karen Gravano. Karen of this lifestyle on Mob, on mob Wives. Um, basically it went down like... Um, you know, Sammy was John's right-hand man. Um, Sammy got picked up for charges. Um, and I believe his lawyer also got arrested. So the lawyer that had been defending them also got arrested. So he couldn't defend them again. The lawyer had been getting them off all over and over. So Sammy was worried about that. And then also he heard tapes of John talking shit about him. So, and then, and then... 
Sammy, um, Sammy goes on to be like the highest ranking person in the mob to test to turn state's evidence. And that's how John went down. Um, he died in prison. Um, I want to say of liver cancer or was it lung cancer? He died of cancer in prison. Though he'd been like, he had a lot of stuff going on, uh, while he was there. Now, if you're interested in all, like all the family dynamics of the Gotties, you should watch this mini series I watched called Gotti, Godfather, Godfather and Son, also on A&E. And it's all about John Gotti and his son, John Jr. And John Jr. being brought in to like head the, be like the head on the streets while, John was the head while he was in prison. And just like all the ways John Jr. was not prepared for this shit. <laughs> and and um, basically, if you want to believe what they told us, um, Victoria's mother, Victoria, <laughs> I'll call her Big V right now because I just want to. Big V. <laughs> Big V um, claimed she didn't know that her son, John Jr., was involved in the mob at all and until he was arrested. And she threatened to leave uh, John Sr. if uh, he wouldn't let him out. And John Sr., John Jr. was just like, he, he wasn't good at it and also... He wanted out. So he had to have like a sit down with his father, but they were both, I want to say they were both arrested. I know John Sr. was um, in prison and they couldn't do that. And I guess um, the Bureau of Prisons wouldn't let them do it because John Jr. was known to be running this bit, running, you know, their criminal business. And so the only way they would do it is if the feds could tape it. So there's this, this amazing sit down on tape from the FBI <laughs> of them sitting there and, and John Jr. asking to be let go. And it rivals any scene of The Sopranos. It, it rivals anything written and it really fucking happened. Anyway, it's a good, it's like four episodes, I think. It's like definitely, I mean, what, what the fuck else are you doing right now? You might as well watch it. Anyway. So that's so let so I set the scene about Victoria Gotti, who she is. She's a mob princess. She married a man that worked for her father. She claims she didn't know until, you know, like I don't believe her, but whatever. Um, she's got these three fucking animal sons, and she lives in this big old dilapidated mansion in Westbury, New York. So one of the things I forgot was the theme song. It's, I want to say it's a remake. <laughs> I think Little Kim sampled These Boots Are Made From Walking by Nancy Sinatra. And they do like an animation of Victoria Gotti and her boots. <laughs> and even an animation of the kids. It's, it's actually a very decent animation. Um, I forgot about that fucking theme song. So the intro is really crazy. She's talking, she's, they're, they're doing like, you're getting footage of the, of this mansion and her talking about there are ghosts in this mansion and how, um, she needs to move on. And it's very serious. And it, the reason I think it's crazy is because it's serious in a way that the show's not fucking serious. The show's not meant to be taken seriously. The show is, the show's the Osbournes. It's not meant to be taken seriously, 
but this is serious. And the ghost she's talking about, I think, is her father because it's only pictures of John Gotti everywhere. How many pictures of your parents do you have in your home? I only have a few. Like, I have a picture wall where I have pictures of family members in different circumstances. I don't have, like, just a framed picture of my father on my bedside. I feel like that was, like, done by production. He didn't even live there, did he? I don't fucking know. So Victoria tells him she's considering selling the house. She tells she goes to tell the boys this. She this is where we meet the three boys, and uh, basically her and her husband fought over it in a divorce. I don't know how he was in prison, <laughs> and it's, um, they fought over it in a divorce. I mean, he used to live there, and like all kinds of shit happened. And as she tells them, John, who's the middle son, it's Carmine, then John, then Frankie. Although Frankie's the tallest. And John's the smallest. But I think everybody wanted to fuck John. Now, I'm going to be spending a lot of time talking about underage children here. And is it my policy to, like, speak frankly about children? Yes, it is. (laughs) Do I want to be in a position where I'm on a podcast talking shit about teenagers? Not really. But I'm going to have to because they are big characters. They They are the reason the show was popular to begin with. And I'm, and everyone liked John. And you know what? It's always the middle son, isn't it? Hanson. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, the Jonas Brothers. You know what? Guys. Mm. I was too old for Jonas Brothers. I only saw that shit out of the corner of my eye. I, I was not paying attention. I was working a lot. I didn't have DVR and like, I wasn't on the internet. I wasn't on the internet. But you know, I wasn't on the internet like I am 24 seven now. And so like, I wasn't really paying attention to that. But I watched a documentary about, was a documentary? They're calling these things documentaries. It was a branding pitch <laughs> on the Jonas Brothers like comeback, I guess. I guess they have a comeback tour or something like that and they have a documentary on that too and I just watched it I don't fucking know why I watched it I watched that Taylor Swift one too I I do know why I watched it I love documentaries I love when you show me what things are really like even though like I said these uh, a lot of these things are not ethically documentaries but anyway so I watched it and guys I shit you not I did not know there were three Jonas Brothers I thought there were two the little one that's married to Priyanka, who I only know because she is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And you can, whatever. But I, I watched that terrible show she was on that didn't make no fucking sense that somebody on a podcast described as a Shonda Rhimes show that they didn't want to pay Shonda Rhimes to make. But I watched that and she came on the screen. I was like, well, who the fuck is that? So that little one married to Priyanka. And then... That one that used to have sex with Kendall Jenner, I think. It's a tall one. It's tall. Joe. Yeah, okay, Joe Jonas. So, I thought those were the Jonas Brothers. Kevin? Never even heard of him. Had no fucking idea. (laughs) No fucking idea. And you know what? He was on a reality TV show, which I know I saw like on Hulu or Amazon Prime. That I thought, I was like, oh, that guy's got the same net. It said, like, marrying a Jonas or being with a Jonas or something like that. And I was like, I thought that was that guy's first name. I had no fucking clue. 
it was a revelation. And also, I don't, so because I had no idea about any of this stuff, like how they got started and stuff, I was like, ooh, that's super interesting. Oh, that's cool. Oh, there's another brother at home? He doesn't look like the other ones. Like, it was all very, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I felt like they could have gone more in depth into what happened in the past, but I really liked the current, like, scenes where they were talking about things. Um, I think Joe's a dick because Kevin was like, I'm hurt that you guys went up there and played Jonas Brother concert without me. And I was like, I'm hurt too, Kevin, because I didn't see that concert, but I totally thought the Jonas Brothers were these two boys and I didn't think you existed. So you are right to be upset, Kevin, because that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and, and Joe was like, leave it here. And I'm like, Joe, you can't tell him where to fucking leave it. He's telling you he was hurt. He wants to hear your understanding behind it. Tell him that. And that's it. You don't tell him where to leave it. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, I watched that shit, guys. I can't name a Jonas Brothers song. I don't, I don't. They had songs on the radio. I, there was music playing in this documentary. I can't name one. Like, I can name Miley Cyrus songs easily. I don't know about the Jonas Brothers, but... It was a good documentary. You know what else is a good documentary? Oh, why, why am I just talking about documentaries right now? It's fine. It's my show. I do what the fuck I want. <laughs> um, there's, it's old though, but, but I, I'm laughing because it's, I can't believe I'm about to admit that I watched this more than once. <laughs> there's a Backstreet Boys documentary on Amazon. It's on Prime. You don't have to pay for it. I didn't pay for it, but I watched it and I really liked it. Now, I got some problems with like the resurgence of the Backstreet Boys being on Kit Kat commercials and and doing Zoom performances because Nick is a rapist. But like every time I'm like, yeah, 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 it is fun that they're still together. That one's a rapist. But I did watch it and I really like that one too. I was like, ooh. This is interesting, and it had a lot of footage and stuff, and it had a lot of current footage of them arguing, which apparently, that's what I'm into. <laughs> I was I, I was on a podcast with Liz, and we were talking, I was talking about the 10 Little Johnsons, and um, it was just a show I've never seen, even though I love um, The Little Couple and thing, other things similar on about, um, and and Little Women and stuff like that uh, about um, dwarfism and little people. And um, I was like, boring. They're like, we're a family. We're in love. We're all adopted. I was like, boring. Don't want to care. Then they were like, we might lose the house. And I was like, oh. Then some people were yelling at each other. I was like, oh, maybe I should watch this. I love people arguing. I don't know what it is. But um, the Backstreet Boys with the current current footage when they're arguing and stuff it was I don't know just like the Jonas Brothers stuff I was like this is this is a real argument this is like tell him Joe tell him why you did that concert without him when also Kevin's the oldest didn't know that either well I didn't know Kevin existed but still <laughs> Kevin's the oldest was like you literally didn't you you literally dropped him and on that Backstreet Boys um, thing, I love that. Because Brian, a little short redheaded one, <laughs> he, um, his, something's going on with his voice. I guess he can't sing like he used to. 
and he and Nick were lead singers. I didn't fucking know. I don't. I guess, like, if you had, if like, gunned in my head at the time, whether I was an NSYNC or a Backstreet Boys girl, I guess I would have said Backstreet Boys, but. I would have been lying for the gun because I wasn't like that. I wasn't like all end up in their personal lives. I didn't know. I was just like, oh yeah, I like a couple songs. But um, I guess Nick and Brian were the, uh, were the lead singers, right? And now, so when they're going on tour currently, because they're still fucking touring. I guess they're the best-selling boy band of all time because they continue to sell records, I guess. I don't fucking know. But... So when Brian's voice isn't working, Nick has to like, you know, hold, like has to like work harder and stuff. So anyway, it was all interesting. I love to talk about like the dirty shit that went down, the drug abuse and stuff like that. I loved um, them trying to work out a current tour, them as grown ass men, you know, it was all good. Uh, But I guess what I'm saying, all right, the reason I got on this is because I was talking about John. People love the middle son, okay? Because the older one is usually a little too old and the middle one is the cuter one. He's young enough to be the cute one. It's very complicated. It's all very scientific. 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 If you know about marketing, you know what it's what about. I use this in my day job when I talk, when I do copywriting and marketing copy. And... Even when you're offering products, you need to offer three products. You need to offer one that's expensive. You need to offer one that's very cheap. You need to offer one in the middle because most people are going to choose the one in the middle. Um, It's just a psychology of offering things to people. And so when you have these three three group of brothers or a group of three people, they're always going to choose that middle one. And so John was the most popular one. Um, It might have helped that he never had a fucking shirt on the entire time. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway so she says she's gonna sell the house and john immediately eyes are fucking bugging out he's like what the fuck are you talking about he starts like he's very aggressive and keep in mind it's the first glimpse we have of her kids everyone who watched this was like what's going on with them so when a real estate agent's coming victoria's like you know in her all white sweatsuit filthy yelling at everybody yelling at the kids but they did a shit with some editing because she's in a sweatsuit, like a pantsuit. And she also had it in a short set. We will see her in a short set quite a bit. And they cut between her and pants and shorts. And so I was like, okay, mm, editing's not great, Amy. Get on that. But she's yelling at them and the, the real estate agent comes in. And so they're, they're like talking. They have to tour the house. And the thing about the house, it's in... It's in disrepair. Um, I think it's the nicest thing I can say about it. Uh, part of it is 2004, so it's automatically dated because it's 2020 now. I'm looking at it with 2020 eyes. And, um, but also, it's not quite Grey Gardens. It's more like we're in the middle of like a mortgage crisis and the people in this motherfucker are broke and the mortgage on this bitch is like... I don't know. I can't even imagine what the mortgage on that bitch is. You know what I mean? Like I was watching some white collar crime show and the guy had stolen a bunch of money and like rented a, and more and bought a, a, 
extravagant extravagant mansion and the mortgage was like fifteen thousand dollars a month and i was like these numbers don't even compute in my fucking head but i'm sure that's not what this i'm not i'm not saying that but so it just very gave me very like um we used to have money because my ex was a criminal and we don't really have money right now and we don't have money for staff to clean up and gardeners and shit like that. And everything's just a little kind of broken, a little dated. And, you know, also it cost, I don't know, $1,500 a month to keep the lights on in this bitch. Like run the air, like look how big that fucking house is. Running the air conditioning in that house must cost a fortune. Yeah, like, I just wanted to look this up. It's like 7,000 square feet. It has a pool house or a guest house or whatever. Um, it's got five bedrooms, five and a half baths. Um, like, this is the type of house that, like, every ba- every bedroom has a bathroom. You know what I mean? Um, it's on four acres. And originally, when she put it up for sale in 2003, she set it up for, like, $3.5 And it eventually gets um foreclosed in 2009 but maybe she I don't know what she paid that off because she ends up trying to sell it again in 2015 for like 2.2 million I mean I mean they bought oh Jesus Christ they bought it in 1989 for a oh they bought the they bought okay sorry I'm, I'm getting a little excited it says they bought it in 1989 for 175,000 I thought they bought that fucking house um, they bought the, um, the, the land and then <laughs> the variety is where I'm reading this. They bought the property in 1989 for 175,000 and proceeded to build one of the ass ugliest mansions your mama has ever had the displeasure of laying eyes on. <laughs> it is ugly. It is ugly. Um, yeah. So yeah, five bedroom, five and a half feet. Um, and I, like, imagine like lighting that I can't, maybe some of y'all are fucking rich and you know what it costs to pay an electricity bill on that. Please DM me at, oh, at, uh, well, you can DM me anywhere, but my, uh, Instagram for the show is by pumpkin podcast. My Instagram, my personal Instagram and Twitter are okay then princess, which are very, very boring, but you can follow me there too. But like, tell me how much does it cost to like, to like light a place like that and put, run the fucking air conditioning. It looks like she doesn't have staff anymore. She seems broke. They go through the place and the place is fucked. Like things are falling off. Um, they go into the guest house and it's like the doors have been wide open for over a month because that's the last time the guys... The, the boys that had a party down there and just, le- it's filthy. It, they've got like a, a leftover keg down there. They didn't even clean up after themselves. I don't know why I'm so upset about that. You know what I mean? I don't know why I'm so upset that they didn't, they, they didn't clean up after themselves, but I don't know. Have some coos. And like, she's just naming all these amenities and every time we walk past them, they're filthy or like this pool that has black water in it and drain but the bottom has black water in it and and they even go out to, the real estate agent is leaving there's like trash in the fountain in, in the uh, courtyard and she's like well you got to clean up a couple of things you got to do like a doorknob broke off in her hand 
I know this real estate agent was like, let me get the fuck out of here. She is not going to sell this. She's not going to sell this shit. Not for, she, this is a teardown, bitch. Um, so as she's leaving, Victoria's like, it's a cute outfit. Where'd you get it? And the, the agent is like, in LA. I went in May. She's like, you guys know, got nice boobs. Are they real? Like, I mean, it was real strange the way she was talking to her. It also has baseboard heating, by the way. Now, okay, baseboard heating. You know what that is? That's where there's like a, a heating, um, an electric heating element along the baseboards of a room, usually in two, like two corners. Um, and it's like the next step up from a radiator. <laughs> and it's, it's old. It means old. And a lot of places in, in Long Island have that, but it, it's an old place. It doesn't have central uh, heat. And whereas like now, like, okay, so I live in Texas and I'm going to tell you now, Texas loves to build shit. Okay. Dallas is a city that they rebuild and rebuild and rebuild. Houston is a city that they build on top, on top, on top, on top, on top. They love new shit. And like, my house is brand new, not because I'm bougie, not because I can afford anything nice, but because like there's so much land here. I was watching, I was on Twitter and someone was retweeting a TikTok of some guy dancing and they were like, you guys are talking about he's dancing like this in front of a mansion. Those are just houses in Texas. And you're right, their houses are just bigger because also like in New York, when things were first built, they were very, they were narrow because we were narrow. We were smaller people. Our cars were smaller. I mean, some of the shit was horse-drawn carriages. Like, it's just smaller. So it's easy for me to be like, you guys don't have fucking central heat. <laughs> because there isn't going to be a house in Texas that doesn't have central. Well, excuse me, there is. But it's going to be a very old house and, they, and they're going to want to, bust that bitch down okay and when I lived in New York for all those years plenty of nicer places not nicer excuse me plenty of fine places had baseboard heating and you weren't necessarily in a tear down but just seeing those baseboard he heating um elements I was like mm -mm, no 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 it's a fucking tear down so Victoria Gotti works as star okay and I wonder how that happened I wonder how, you know, I know, wait, I know how that happened. Victoria has written many books about the mob life. And that's one of the reasons that when this, this show came out, people were like really skeptical of it because it was just like another thing she was talking about, you know? Um, she's written memoirs and she's like, there's a Lifetime movie. Maybe I'll do for, I love a good Lifetime movie. Maybe I'll do that for a, um, a bonus episode. And so... So she's, so she's a writer, I guess. And, um, she looks so disgusted in that meeting that they're having. She, she's wearing all black for one, which is very strange. And it's not how I remember her at all. And she just looks disgusted. Like she doesn't even want to fucking be there. Like she, like, she's like, I can't believe I have to fucking work. <laughs> um, so she and her partner, she says her writing partner, whatever, which is, which really made me go, okay, does this bitch write the articles? Does she write the column and you just tell her stuff? Does she, is she like a junior member of the staff there and they partner with you and you, and you, like you write bullshit drafts and she finishes up and that, and it goes in the, in the magazine underneath your name. Is that how this works? I don't fucking know. But, um, 
her and her partner come up with an idea for an article about celebrity matchmaking. And even though I know it'd be very tempting to say that Victoria Gotti is not a celebrity, she is a celebrity in 2004 in New York. She is because John Gotti, I think he, I think he went to prison in 92 or something like that. Like she's, she's well known where she, where she's from. I'm not saying that she's going to red carpets and she's, and she's got a ton of money, but she is not a nobody there. People know her and she still trades off of the, the notoriety of her family and of her father and of her brother. So celebrity matchmaker. So they go and the first thing that pissed me off, like Victoria's pissed because they want to set up with a bald guy. She's like, not a bald guy. Mm, bald guys are not sexy and blah, blah, blah. And basically if some, some guy's bald and he's married, it's because he was married before he was bald. Not true. Not true at all. But that's how she feels. I was disrespected by the fact that the matchmaker didn't have a picture of the person. Like, you ain't matchmaking people without pictures. I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. You need, don't tell me you don't have a picture of him. And later on, when we see what he looks like, I know she had a picture of him, she just wasn't gonna show him. So she agrees to go. Like, not having a pic, a matchmaker not having a picture of the person you wanna match with is unfucking professional in my opinion. Um, so she wants to tell the guys that she's gonna start to date. I don't understand any of this. If this is for the article and she's gonna go on like two dates or something like that, why do you have to tell them that you're gonna start a date? It's not a real date. You're just going out for the, cause you're just trying out the match. You're not there to try to get something. And later on when they, when she has to meet everybody, I'm like, this is for the fucking show. This has to be for the show. There is no reason that you need your three fucking gorilla ass sons to meet this man on the first date. There's no fucking reason. But so she decides to have a Sunday dinner. She decides to have the boys sit down. She has her uh, brother Peter come over, who she loves very much. Maybe she's not the youngest. She calls her, she calls Peter her little brother. Okay, that makes sense. She's not the youngest. Um, come over to kind of like talk to the guy. And he he comes in, he does the, the big, big man talk. You know, this is how my husband talks too sometimes. So like, <laughs> it was very familiar to me. Um, so he comes in and he's giving them lectures about disrespect and about arguing and, and how real brothers don't fight each other. And they're having some conversation about whether Frankie's fat. Now, Frankie, they're talking about her son, Frankie, not her brother, Frankie, who's dead. Frankie used to be bigger and he, he lost a lot of weight. And I don't know if it, I can't remember. I, I'm sure they're going to tell us in the fucking show. I can't remember whether he lost weight because he's sick or because he's, he just started working out. I don't know what fucking happened, but he's long, but he used to be bigger. So they're talking about him being fat and about who could bench, bench, bench what and about who can fight what. And Peter's telling him not to talk about fighting each other. And Victoria decides this is a good time to tell everybody about, you know, her dating, her gonna go on these dates. And they, Carmine, Carmine don't say much, okay? Carmine is just like, whatever. And John is like, his eyes are rolling around his head. He's looking crazy. I think karma, I think John's on something. John has to be fucking high in this. So, um, John is like, 
you know, he says a bunch of shit, but then he goes, well, it's your decision. It's your business. It's your decision. And Frankie is like, he's the youngest. And he's like, if she starts dating, he's going to go live with his dad who's in prison. Okay. I guess he's about to get out or something. And he's like, he's going to go live with dad. And that upsets Victoria because it's like, if I start dating, you refuse to be around me. And Frankie's like, he doesn't want to be around any dude. And he's like, what if dad married, what if daddy got remarried? Cause I'm sure he will. Um, dudes of that age and of that culture don't know how to live by themselves. <laughs> don't know how to live by themselves. I was, my husband's, um, he's going to be 42 this year and he skews older. He loves to date older. Before he dated me, every person he dated was 10 years older than him. He loves dating older women. I'm not going to say he's got mommy issues, but I'm going to say he's got mommy issues. He loves to date an older woman. Um, 10, 15 years is older. His mother's like 20 years older than him. And so he very much reminds me of these type of dudes, the type of dude that uh, a Victoria Gotti would have married just in his demeanor. He, like I said, he's just a New York dude. He loves his Tims. <laughs> he loves saying son. He loves wearing New York Yankee hats. Uh, he loves, like we were getting him a new hat. Like he gets a new hat for his new outfits. Yeah, that's him. Um, and I was, and he couldn't find what he wanted. And I was like, what about this cowboy's hat? He would not even look me in the face. He was just looking off the distance. He was like, Princess, don't fucking try me. <laughs> Princess, put that fucking hat down. He wouldn't even look me in my fucking face. He's just a very specific type of guy. And I can imagine that um, Carmine is not going to be single. He's not going to be single. He's going to, he's going to get out of prison. He's going to marry somebody, probably younger. And they're probably going to have like a second set of kids. And, but Frankie's saying that would be fine, but he's not going to be around if mom is dating, which like I said, Victoria's right to call him on that bullshit. Anyway, so the guy comes, the guy's outside in a limo. Victoria knows he's outside in a limo. She sends Frankie out to see him again. I don't know why Frankie just runs out there. The guy's windows down and he's like, what's up? The guy tries to introduce himself. He's Ed or whatever. Puts his hand out. Frankie just walks away. Runs in the house and says that he doesn't have any teeth. <laughs> and he's ugly. <laughs> I'm not laughing how fucking rude this is. So fucking rude. Why, why did you send Frankie out there? This is the one that said he was going to move out. <laughs> like the dude's like trying to shake your hand and you're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Run off. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So like, they're all like in the Peter's there. He's all like, Oh, I'm never going on a blind date. <laughs> so, but in their defense, I'm going to say this, that man is a lot older than Victoria, even though I think Victoria is old. He's got liver spots, sunspots or whatever on his, on his head. He's, he is bald with a fringe around him. He's got a big gap in his teeth. He looks sloppy. He does not look like a man of means. He, <laughs> It's just, this is never going to work. And like, you could have all of that. You could not be ideal looking. Who, who the fuck is? You cannot be ideal looking, but you got to have some swag. And he doesn't, he doesn't have any sex appeal. He don't look good. He seems sloppy. I doubt he has money. So what's he doing here? Mm, I don't know. So. He comes in. She introduces him to all the kids again. Why? (laughs) 
John didn't have a shirt on. John just wandered in the fucking house without a shirt on. And I'm not, I've talked, <laughs> I watched a YouTube video on how to build like a, a do-it-yourself do swing set. Not that I plan to, but I was just like, like, what, is, what kind of labor does it take in this? And it's, it's um, sped up because, you know, obviously who wants to watch it in real time? So it's sped up. And the person's child is running around the whole like full day it takes for him to put up this to build a swing us a, a jungle gym a slide swing set from from um from the ground up and this child doesn't have any pants on or underwear on it's a girl and she just it's her bare ass just running around in the camera for like i don't know 15 20 minutes and i'm like and you just you just as he's putting up the slide this this baby's bit she's she i i would guess she's three years old maybe just walking around a bare ass sliding down the slide i don't get it and i don't understand i'm not saying i don't want people to be comfortable i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with with john not wearing a shirt or this baby's bare ass i'm not i'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those things i am saying that <sighs> there are cameras in the house and your mom's weird blind dates coming up. Put on a fucking shirt. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. Carmine comes in and like punches John to tell him to put on a shirt. Frankie is blowing his nose with toilet paper the whole time. She's <laughs> introducing him. Great first impression. So they go to dinner. And Victoria says something about her sons and how they are uh, spoiled. And he says, they're not the only one that, are they the only one they're spoiled? And she takes a big offense to this because she assumes that he's talking about her and he is talking about her, even though he tries to walk it back. She goes to the bathroom, she comes out. They're talking a lot about how people always think she's a hit woman and they call her the godmother. And the thing is, she's talking about these mob, like what people must think of her as if she doesn't cultivate that image, as if she isn't complicit in the fact that she wants to be seen as this mob princess. That's what she wants. She takes a lot of pride in it. Like when I used to watch Mob Wives, like Renee and Karen, like they take a lot of pride in the fact that they were kept women. Renee talking about how her father used to buy her things, how her husband Junior used to uh used to the first like the the way she taught she wants to go back to that. She loves that. There's a scene where so at the time Mob Wives was really popular, there is a uh there is a Facebook game called Mob Wars. It was like when it was really when Mob Wives was on, remember Farmville? On Facebook, you know how Farmville took over everyone's lives? Me and my husband almost broke up once because he wanted me to, like, harvest his corn. Log into his Facebook account. Harvest his corn. And I didn't want to do it because I was busy harvesting my pumpkins. And I had all these things that was going on. And he was basically like, you, he's, because I was a freelancer and he, he had to work. He was working in a factory. He was like, you know I have to go to work and I cannot harvest my corn, princess. 
And if you're going to be right here, you're going to be on the computer, just logging to my Facebook account and harvest my corn. If you say that you're not going to harvest my corn, you say that you only care about your farm, and you don't give a fuck about my farm, and I'm out here working, it's like we got to do the biggest fucking fight about Farmville. <laughs> but it was a big deal. And Mob Wars was like kind of the second generation of those Facebook games. Anyway, um, Renee is staring at the screen talking about she might be talking about rattling. I don't know who she's talking about, but she's like, you want to play mob wars? I win. Because it's just like the way she used to talk and stuff. She loved being that mafia princess. And so does Victoria Gotti. So when she's doing this lip service about like, well, you know, they call me the godmother. They think this, they think that. I'm like, okay, because you want them to. Like you could easily like, not you could have easily not married somebody connected to your mom your father's uh mom business which you i know you knew i don't give a fuck I, you knew as much as carmela knew carmela fucking knew she's pulling guns and money out the fucking roof out the uh ceiling you fucking knew don't act like you don't fucking know um so they're talking and he said, and he's saying that no, he doesn't see those things in her. What he, then he says, he thinks he's a, she's attractive, but she has the possibility to be strikingly attractive. Which is a fucking insult. I don't know why, how he didn't know that's a fucking insult. But that's what he said. She's attractive, but you can be strikingly attractive. And that's pretty much the end of it because um, Vicky reads him down baby reads him down in such a calm way she basically tells him that he's cocky and he doesn't think before he says stupid things about her and her kids and and she says it's no surprise why you got to how old are you 60 and he goes 58 and she rolls her eyes like whatever bitch you're 65 and continues to tell him he's he's alone because he doesn't have any home training that's it and then she just leaves him there chewing his fucking steak she drives, she takes the limo back. She, so she takes the limo, she goes home. And then she, when she gets there, she says to the driver, you have to drive that horrible man home? And he says, yes. And she says, I'll give you $1,000 to take him to a ditch and drop him in. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then she throws the flowers out of the house. And that's the end of the episode. Like I said, this is a very Victoria-centric episode. But growing up, Gotti is more about those boys. And it becomes more about those boys once we realize that they are like, this is this is the pilot where this is a show they thought they were making. And once we get to, I don't know, a few episodes in, we'll get to the show that they actually made. And let me just double check. I know you guys love to hear me typing on the fucking mic, but I got to do it sometimes growing up, got it. Um, how many fucking episodes this first season is? Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's 11 episodes. Okay. Uh, I was about to be like, this is 22 episodes? Oh, no. I made a wrong choice. I think Bad Girls Club. No. <laughs> oh, wait. When we get to, like, episode four, she takes the boys and 10 of their wildest friends to Miami. <laughs> There's a... Graduation, I, ugh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be our season. Victoria Gotti, growing up Gotti, Gotti boys. Yeah, excellent. Um, 
guys, don't, like I said, don't forget to sign up for Patreon. There's tons of bonus episodes. There's going to be even more. And make sure you leave me a review. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go back and listen to it because it got terrible downloads because Apple fucked me. Um, and that's it. I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>